welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Devana, and today's episode is all about three ways to $3,000. Now, $3,000 is not a huge amount, but if you can master a plan to get to $3,000 in multiple ways, then getting to $30,000, now $300,000 is a bit much, but getting to those numbers aren't as difficult as you perfect that strategy. So this episode is going to go into three strategies that you can use to maximize your space or any space and make the extra income you need. So stay tuned as I dive right in. Okay, first segment, we're going to talk about the private rooms or the room for rent strategy. This is one of my favorite strategies because if you are in a space, whether it be an apartment or a home with more than two rooms, this is something that you could use. This, the funny thing I'm gonna tell you, I've never done this personally. I've known someone who has rented out their living room on Airbnb and it was very successful. There was a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment they had and they rented out the living room area as well as they that person had access to their master bedroom. <laughs> That's not what we're going to do today, but I wanted to share that with you guys to let y'all know people are getting started in a way that works for them. I don't agree with that at all that I just named, but it doesn't matter what I agree with because not only were they listed, they had people actually renting it. Now, the type of guests they had renting it were not the type of guests that you and I would hope to have, but... Use that as a story to show you that person got started for them because they needed the extra income. And if you are someone that is jumping into this industry for the extra income, now is the time to get started in the right way, a way that works for you in a way that yields the profit that you desire. So again, one of my favorite strategies is the room for rent strategy. Now, there are a few things that we do differently when we rent rooms for rent than when we place the entire place up for rent on Airbnb. You do not have to have individual electronic locks for all the doors at a standard Airbnb. But when you are renting rooms to individual people, in order to make them feel like their privacy, you know, matters and that it is important for you as well. Of course, you can't have cameras in the common areas. So you do want your guests to feel comfortable renting out of space somewhere. So that is where you may have to put the extra investment in and changing the actual bedroom door locks to the electronic locks to give them their own access. But the areas like the kitchen, the patio, the porch, any amenities that come with that place, or if you're in a single family home, the backyard, those things are all shared. And these people are okay with it. The people that are looking for spaces like this are people that are okay with roommating. Um, Maybe they just got out of a roommate situation. Maybe they're about to purchase a home and can't afford the credit check. There's a lot of things or, you know, maybe they're just in town temporarily for three months and just need a space for that. And getting a place at an apartment not only means an application fee, it means a credit check, and they are charging you an arm and a leg to rent for short-term leases at an apartment complex. Not only that, you then have to pay for your own utilities and furnish it. So yes, it does come out to be less expensive to spend midterm 
to long-term in an Airbnb. And you're able to profit off of these type of people because if you were listing your space as a full space, which is absolutely still a strategy, then it would cap how much you can place that space at per night. And that's really our problem. We have a 30-day window per month, 365 days in the year. And we budget our strategies out to make us profit. But what if your strategy was, you know, having your place listed at the most at 200 per night on Airbnb. And then something happens in the area and for some reason you have to lower that to 173 or you're not getting any bookings. And so now you're like, hey, it's better to lower it to 100 than to make zero. But the problem with that is you still have very real expenses that need to be paid out in order for you to see any return on your investment. So what do we do with that? What do we do next? That's when we consider a room for rent strategy and I'll break it down for you. If you are getting a two bedroom, two bathroom property and you know my suggestion is to always get it handicap accessible because that means that you get extra space as well. That means you get extra um, moving space. Now, sometimes the bathrooms layouts are a little different, but the thing is this, if you truly are allowing handicap accessible guests, then that could be very well one of your target guests. And it is possible for you to market to them and stay compliant, being that you are in a unit zone, permitted and sanctioned for handicap accessibility. So that's another reason why I love me some Airbnb friendly apartments and apartments in general. I love it because it comes with everything that you would need to be compliant, at least with the state and everything that you would need to charge the amount that you desire to charge with the finishings and updates. So see guys, when I am preaching so much about apartments, apartments, it's a strategy for me. It's not um, a bad thing. Leasing is not something that I look down on. I'll tell you guys really quick and I'm just, I'm just going off of this, but I was on a date recently and so it was with a really successful person and so he's like, um, he's like, hey, so when you go in these properties, are you purchasing them or are you leasing them? And guys, if you are someone that is in the Airbnb industry or if you are someone that corporately leases or if you're even someone that follows famous realtors or maybe you're close with them, you will kind of sometimes get that biting undertone from other professionals, because that's what they are. You're a professional too. I'm a professional. They're professional, right? And there's no competition. There's no de-measuring contest. I don't do those because mine is really big. I'm going to let you know that right now. And that's why I don't show off. So going back, uh, <laughs> and I don't have one for real guys, sorry. Um, but <laughs> going back, when they, when he said that to me, I let him know, oh no, I am leasing these properties. Um, there's no way that I would go out and purchase properties for other people to take vacations in unless I am purchasing a multi-apartment or an apartment complex, an old hotel building, things like that, absolutely. But if you think that I'm going to go in to purchase a singular property that can only make me a given amount of money at a time for people to take a vacation, you've literally lost your mind. That means that you think that I was born with Airbnb as a passion and that's not what it was for me. It was an, 
money-making, profitable opportunity. And guys, I began my Airbnb journey while I was going through a divorce. So of course, you know, when people don't know your reason for doing something, they may not understand your strategy or your intentions. And it's not their point to, guys. I'm here to let you know that your goals and your life is your own. It's yours. It's no one else's. So whatever situations or circumstances you come into business ownership with, that is your life. But we do have to strategize around it. We can't act like it doesn't exist. We can't act like when you see someone advertising their services or even letting you know how much Airbnb has made them. You still have to consider the time that they had, which is the greatest commodity of all, to put into the venture that made it what it was. There are circumstances going into it. If someone is going into it as a divorcee, I'll give myself as an example, or someone going through the process of divorce, not only is buying property for people to take vacations in not part of my goal. Guys, I have boutiques. I sell clothes, hair, fashion, Mary Kay makeup. I'm, I'm a girly girl. I'm that girl. This is just a profit opportunity for me, right? If that were my focus, I would have just done it differently. I would not have been trying to buy property that could potentially be caught up in probate or divorce court or that my ex-husband could potentially be entitled to all because I acquired it while we were going through an act of divorce. That is asinine, is dumb, and no one will tell you to do it. And so that's why when you talk to people, so this guy, once I let him know, I further went on and I said, hey, you know, um, he was like, oh, okay. And then I told him, you know, I would never want to buy the property for people. And then I said, and also circumstances matter. I was going through a divorce. So there was no way I was building something to bail myself out that someone else would have had entitlement to. And then he said, oh, okay. And then I said, have you ever been married? He's like, no, I've never been married. So here's the thing, sir. Unless you were a divorce attorney, had experience with this, you couldn't possibly understand my why for doing it my way. And that's not your job. Your only job is to recognize the profit, to recognize the action, the real work, the real things that's working for everyone that's going according to their strategy. And that's what I want to remind you on. I said all of that because when I give this two-bedroom room for rent strategy to investors, this is what I, I preface it with saying this. Every listing, if you have more than two doors, is three listings into one. You have a private entire place listing, and then you have two separate listings advertising each of those rooms separately. That's three listings in one. And yes, on Airbnb.com, you can link your calendars so that you are not being overbooked, guys. So you, there are ways you can work this out. But when I tell them that, the first thing is, uh, well, I wasn't really thinking about a room for rent because if I rent it out per month, then that's going to cut into my nightly profit. And then I ask them, I say, well, right now, currently, are you booked nightly? And they'll say, no, you know, I'm, I'm booked some weekends and I'm booked this and that. And I say, okay. And I want you to take those profits and I want you to also take every time you pay the cleaner. Because sometimes when we're looking at 
how much money we're making, it's easy for us to forget that we're paying cleaners, paying for supplies. So that's not your profit yet. I need everyone to remember when we see those reservation requests coming through, that is just what the guest is or what Airbnb is going to disperse to you. From there, you still have to pay all of your rents, your utilities, your cleaners. You have to restock, guys. So it could turn out that when you do the math for certain months, now this is not every month. This is why we're still listing this on Airbnb. I never said take it off of Airbnb and rent it separately to people you don't know. We're still placing it on Airbnb. We still want people that are okay with paying the price that we're setting for the month. Um, but we, and we also still want a certain type of guest. We don't want a potential squatter. We want someone that's literally going to be in and out. We can look at their reviews. But when I tell people this strategy, they kind of get discouraged and think about, oh, I could really be making 5,000. Well, yeah, you could if your unit was booked every night. If your unit is not booked every night, then you are in fact losing money. So it may be the time for you to consider adding a midterm room for rent strategy to your Airbnb listings in order to make sure that you are at least profiting, especially if you are a new investor. Return on investment is so important for you. I have some people that I'm mentoring now that have not even seen a return on their investment for property that they've been in for three months. That is unacceptable. What are you doing this for in the way that we're doing it? What are we doing arbitrage for if we can't turn a profit in three months, guys? Not turning a profit in a property you purchased in three months is absolutely normal. If you are renting a property, leasing a property, arbitraging a property, you should be making a return on your investment within 30 days. There is absolutely no excuse. And if you are someone that needs direction to making that profit within 30 days, I want you to click the link in this episode's description because we need to talk. If you are someone that has started your Airbnb and not at least making 3000 in 30 days, again, we need to talk. And of course, I'm going to go over more ways than room for rent, but this is our first segment and I wanted to make it its own segment. Another reason why I love luxury apartments for the room for rent, two plus bedroom strategy is because you can profit even more with the amenities that are on the apartment complex grounds. So if you have that infinity pool, if you have a fire pit, if you have a a up to the uh, state of the art gym, if you have a rock climbing wall, if you have a coffee shop, if you have these things in your apartments, and I'm able to name these things to you guys because they're in apartments that I'm at. I don't know if you've heard about the Airbnb friendly list that I have. I do keep it discreet so that the buildings are not oversaturated, but I do have that available showing you exactly what properties we have listings at, which properties we have units at that are actually profitable. Every apartment complex, every Airbnb friendly building is not profitable. Everyone is not nice. So that's why I'm not telling you to go to all of them and I'm not giving you a blanket list. I'm giving you a list of ones I'm at that I work with directly that I can attest for its beauty and its profitability for you. So I love that because even at my communities that have dog spas and dog parks, I'm able to use that and put that in my amenity too. 
I did have an idea and this ended up being a little bit too immersive for me because I like Airbnb to be passive income. I wanted to even pay someone, not myself, I love dogs, but even if I could find someone, pay them and offer grooming to my guests. Grooming is very expensive, but if we already have the pet spa and the like, you know, they have the blow dryer, the the uh, sink to wash the dog in, y'all, they have everything is beautiful. If they already have that, I'm like, mm, how much could I pay someone to just, a groomer, to just come, you know, wash the babies, cut them up. I have a little fur baby and her groomings are at least anywhere between $85 to $125. And they do a great job too. So if I'm even able to pay somebody $25 an hour for that and pay them $50 and maybe somehow upcharge that in my nightly rate, guys, that could be big for me. But I haven't gotten there yet. Remember I told you I like Airbnb to be passive for me. I am a mother, a single mother with a busy life. And you can make your business what you want it. If that's an idea that you would like, please put that profit strategy to work at any of your locations that have pet spas and pet centers. You are missing out on money if you do not already offer that because they already have it there with intention that the guests will use it. You find someone you can pay hourly, they will take that an hour as long as it's not like a Saturday or a Sunday, okay? So in our next segment, I'm gonna break down peer space for you. I'm gonna give you a break, a brief intermission. Oh, I did want to end with this. If you are in a single family home with no amenities, you can still make money. But keep in mind, this is 2023. The more that you're able to offer your guests, the more you're able to make period. It's not rocket science, guys. Okay. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about peer space. One thing I also forgot to mention in the previous segment, guys, is the breakdown on that $3,000 monthly for the rooms for rent. Most apartments that we're seeing, even if they're nice and state-of-the-art, now I'm not telling you to go get the most expensive two-bedroom, but a two-bedroom with nice amenities, nice features should typically run you in most states. Now, it differs by states, but I'm looking pretty much anywhere, and I'm seeing anywhere between $1,800 and $2,900 in what I feel like is reasonable. There are apartments that are way more expensive than that, but I consider something reasonable that I know that you could make back with Airbnb at least, not even adding all of the other um, platforms together. So anywhere from 1800 to 2900, depending on your budget. The reason why these numbers are doable to me is because with each property, you may get something new, the location may differ, it may be closer to a school, it may be closer to an airport. Those are all things that you need to write down and count as your benefit because those are all things that you should factor in when you're charging, when you're creating your listing descriptions so that you're pulling guests from everywhere. And when they're searching on Google, they're also coming to your Airbnb listing as well. So if you're breaking it down between anywhere from 1800 for a two bedroom, in fact, my two bedroom, the lease just renewed, so it did go up, but my original price for my two bedroom, two bathroom, handicap accessible unit, 2,100 square feet, was 1777 guys per month. Now it is 19, 
19, it's like 1980, it's 1980 something, which is still very, very feasible for me because I'm still able to market to the students in that college uh, near my particular place and I get my midterm rentals. So it's not my most profitable unit, but it is my most consistently profitable unit because I'm always having midterm guests after midterm guests and they really don't expect much um, at those particular places. So if you're, if you're charging at least 16, 1500 a month, I want you to think about what has to go into that. Yes, you're going to have Wi-Fi, essential furnishings. You're going to put some something that's content worthy. You want them to feel like they're getting the most for their money. Maybe an air fryer if you have if you like that, a popcorn maker, a waffle maker so that you can let them know breakfast having breakfast there will be no problem. These are things that you have to do, but once you do that, you're able to get a lot of money from each person and don't forget people that are traveling midterm especially on airbnb a lot of the times they have stipends so they are already paid out a certain amount or given an allotted amount and they just find a place within that amount they aren't expected to reach into their savings not everyone staying midterm is reaching into their savings some of them are actually getting paid benefits directly from their employer or having to concur expenses out guys so this is a really big business, but I wanted to go in a little bit more on those numbers for the private room because I don't want you to cheat yourself by pricing it too low. At the very minimum, your each room price should be your rent, utilities, expenses divided by two. That's at the very least you need to be charging so that you know that you're breaking even every single month. And then you get to add and increase that price based off of the amenities and the things you add. So let's jump right to PeerSpace now. Listing your space on PeerSpace means carefully naming all on-site amenities and including photos that showcase guests enjoying your space. So unlike Airbnb, we actually want to see people interacting with your space, hosting events there, just to give people an idea of what is possible. Now, the thing about peer space is it can be any space. It can be um, a studio, it can be an apartment, it can be a home, it could be a backyard, it could be a storage container that you've gutted out for something else. It can be a mobile home that you've repurposed, a tiny home that you've repurposed. It's anything, any space that someone can have an event at. So the thing that I like about peer space for apartments and for homes is because we get to charge hourly. There's no way that we get to really do that on Airbnb.com in regular units. In luxury units, the prices are so high that, yeah, I'm sure they are factoring in down to the hour how much they're charging someone. But guys, when you're getting a standard unit or you're in a standard single family home in a regular area, if you try to charge $500 a night, that's going to be pretty hard to get to unless you have something that is warranting that $500 a night, right? But if you hosted some type of event for eight hours or two four-hour events or one two-hour event and one six-hour event at even $60 an hour, you could make $500 in eight hours. So I want to present to you another strategy that we use, especially at Airbnb-friendly apartments where there are restrictions on nightly hosting limits that is no problem when we have other platforms at our disposal. When you create a strategy 
that lasts for your company. Guys, remember initially we were talking about basically running our own race, creating strategies and goals that are aligned with who we are, where we are, and where we'd like to be. Not just mimicking someone else's goals, right? So if you have a goal, I would like to make this amount of money. It is possible, but it may be possible that you have to open your mind to other strategies than just overnight Airbnb. So if you host at least 47 hours out of the whole month at, at, at even $65 an hour, that makes you $3,055. Anyone that has ever talked to me, consulted with me, y'all know that my love for numbers is so great. Numbers are so comforting. Albert Einstein was a Pisces. I'm going to tell y'all that again. Maybe this is why, because I'm a genius. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's break this down. There are 730 hours in one month. In an average month, 30 days, we're not going to say 31 days, but in a, or 28 days, we're going to say in an average month, there is 730 hours. So if it takes you 47 hours to make $3,000, then what you're telling me is you could even spread out, even if you hosted something for two hours per day, you'd still reach $3,000 before the end of the month, guys. Okay? All you need is 47 so this is another way that you can keep your space booked and busy, or you can use these strategies combined to make sure that you're reaching the profit you want to make. If you decorate your space for people to rent hourly, they will. So now let's break down what are some things where people are booking hourly? What are they looking for? Yes, they are looking for state of the art everything. Now they're also looking for homes too. Right? There are people creating Tubi movies. I know if you go on Tubi right now, guys, and look at any movie, I didn't say a good movie, but look at any movie. These are all being shot in homes. Whose homes are these? Homes for rent. So what I would even research, there was a consultation I was having with someone and they have a unit in Ohio. And I let them know, oh my God, Ohio, Michigan, all of those areas are super huge with the Tubi movies and the Tubi recordings right now. I would even link with them and let them know, hey guys, I have a content home. I have an apartment you guys can rent out to shoot whatever scenes you need to, move whatever furniture. If you also have furniture and storage, this is something that's good for you because you can let people know, I have this decorated, but I also have additional chairs and couches if you'd like to change the theme for your recording. Now, that is a more upscale rental. Let me tell you about a rental that I have every week. It's a standing rental and I love it. There is a men's group from a church and they have a small group meeting every week. Anyone that's gone to church and it's attended small groups, you know that you usually meet at the group leader's home or maybe a public place. You guys discuss your week, you fellowship, you talk about God, and then you go home until the next Sunday, right? Well, these small groups are not always able to take place in someone's actual home. Sometimes people don't have the space to accommodate how many people are, are coming, or maybe they just want to give them a different environment. Maybe they'll be recording things for their church, and so they want something that's private and discreet. So now I have a standing reservation with a group of five. So this particular small group is five people, and I charge $35 an hour. They're usually meeting for two hours, but when they extend it, this is my favorite part about peer space. So once someone 
um, extend something on Airbnb, Airbnb still gets a cut of whatever that extension is. You still get the same thing happening with Peerspace, but you still get a large chunk of your money. So the thing I love is any extensions that happen, like when people want to extend two to three hours, sometimes they may even leave cash at the premises and say, hey, we only have cash. I'm going to place this right here. Now, is it Peerspace is standard to take money off of the platform? No. But keep in mind, this is still your business. So, and there is also, oh, let me give you another loophole. There's also no way to extend a reservation once it's already in progress. They would have to make another one. So, this is the good thing. They would have to go in and book another one. So, when they leave cash there or when their reservation has concluded, that is technically no longer a reservation with them. So, anything that I choose to do after that, I then do graciously as a business owner would within my, my realm or within my scope to do. And if they leave cash there for me, it's even better. That's untaxed, un-everything. So that is perfect for me to be able to get the money that I need immediately and allocate that for whatever, guys. Of course, you still want to keep your receipts. You still want to keep proof of your doing, documentation of your doing. As you're filing taxes, your agents are going to ask for this. But right now, I'm talking to the business owners, the one that want the money in their hand. So I'm talking to you. Another tip, this has nothing to do with the 3K, but it has everything to do with how you transfer your money from your PayPal to your bank. Those of you that are Airbnb hosts and are currently set up to receive disbursements through PayPal, that is awesome, right? 24 hours later, we're getting that payment. But if you use the FastPay option, you're able to link the card from your bank that you're most likely transferring that money to instead of having to pay that, that fee to transfer it. So if you don't have the PayPal debit card, then you are more than likely using the PayPal platform online and linking your bank and transferring. That's charging you a percentage. If you have the PayPal card, there is no ATM designated for that PayPal debit card, so you may be paying the ATM fees there. So to avoid yourself the little $5, $10, $15 here, because after one month of transfers, that adds up. Y'all, I was calculating all of my transfers between PayPal or even my just, you know, ATM fees or anything, any electronic transfers, because it's so easy to transfer money now, but it's always at a cost. Do you know in one month I had spent over $250 and transfer fees, payment processing fees, because you know the amounts that were coming in were large and they charge you a percentage of what you transfer. So yeah, if we're just looking at $100 disbursements, you're not gonna mind that so much. But if you're getting multiple property disbursements, multiple payments for your Airbnbs, $5,000 here, $2,000 there, guys, that stuff adds up. So I'm telling you now to switch it to your fast pay. You still get the money 24 hours later. And the good thing is it doesn't say Airbnb payments like it says on PayPal, okay? So save yourself that money. All right, so we already talked about Peerspace and our very last topic is Airbnb experiences. Becoming an Airbnb experience host. So the good thing about this is you can host an Airbnb experience anywhere. It can be your own unit, it can be the unit of a current Airbnb guest, or it can be anywhere in your local area. And I'm gonna break down those examples too. 
the unit of a current Airbnb guest. Someone is coming into town and they're looking for in-home candle making experiences, in-home romantic experiences. Maybe they're on a couple's trip. Maybe they came in for their daughter's party and they would like to have a nail polish experience, whatever, right guys? So that is when they're gonna go on the Airbnb experiences tab. And the way that you get to that is still in the Airbnb app. And as you're looking at the very top, you're gonna switch to experiences instead of stays after you select your city and your area. So now that you see those experiences are there, people can actually select that. And you, the experience provider or the experience host, I should say, because it's not a service, the experience host will then come to wherever. So if your experience is listed, we come to your Airbnb, then the guest is assumed to know that you're going to be traveling to their um, Airbnb unit. Um, again, you can have this in your own unit because you can set up events, the dates and times and the address and people will sign up for that experience individually. We're going to break down how much you can make and how they sign up, but I first want you to know where you can host it. My favorite one, you can host your experience anywhere in your local area. Let me put it to you this way. So one of my clients, she owns a nail polish business for kids. It's such a beautiful, such a cute company. And she does not yet have her Airbnb, but she has her product for the polish line. She wants to do Airbnb. Well, here's a hack when you're an Airbnb experience host. Those ratings and reviews also trick trickle over to you if you're putting a property listing up. So what you'll see is your name and you'll just see five stars. It isn't until someone goes down into your name to see where all of those five stars were accumulated from, but it shows that. And yes, you can get super host in Airbnb hosting, like, you know, hosting property by having five star reviews on Airbnb experiences. Yes, it's true. All you need is the review. That's what they want. So that's a hack that we can use. So I tell people, if you're not yet ready to get the property or you don't have the property, but you have products, myself, for example, I have a boutique with clothing and props and things that I can use because that's my passion, right? I found a way to incorporate those things in my units because I knew that that is my passion that makes it more money. If you can find a way to incorporate a business you've already started or your passion into your unit, Guys, this could be more fulfilling and profitable than you ever imagined. So my suggestion to her, by me saying you can host it anywhere in your local area, you can literally go to your clubhouse in your apartment and rinse it out. You can have it in your own home. Make sure it's clean and nice and rinse it out. I'm going to break down the whole plan for you. You can go to a local suites and rent a suite from them per month and have your experiences there. You do not have to get an apartment for Airbnb experiences. You don't have to sign a lease agreement anywhere. You could go to the different complex club clubhouses. All you have to do is say, let's take five friends you know that stay in an apartment, right? Even if you say, hey, can I host um, a dazzle party in your clubhouse? And whatever they take to arrange that rental usually is free for members, whatever it is, that's what you do, right? Because they're saying you can host an experience anywhere. So as soon as you secure a location, no matter what that location is, you now can place this location and say, hey, I'll be having dazzle party experiences. So this is what I told her. If she, um, the experience 
for Airbnb has to be an experience, not a service. So it has to have something that already comes with it, whether guest book or not. So an example of an experience would be a nail polish making party where all of the young ladies were given all materials, right? Let's say that this experience would be $60 a person and last two hours. This two hour experience at $60 a person includes all of the supplies needed to make your own nail polish, um, a workbook, and a certificate of completion. During the experience, ladies will learn how to make their own non-toxic, vegan, kid-friendly nail polish that lasts up to 12 months. The ladies will also receive a coupon book, a workbook on how to create their own business and and the ability to name a nail polish as part of my nail polish collection. Whatever you want to do, guys, that's just off the top of my head, right? You list that as an experience. And let's say wherever you're hosting has room for at least 10 people. So you know, okay, I'm looking at this basement or I'm looking at my den area. All right, if I set up 10 little stations and had 10 of my polishes here and the supplies, I could really make this work. Well, then you say, okay, so I'm gonna host a $60 two hour experience for 10 people. We're already at $600 for that two hour period. Now, everything, you still have to have things that come with it. So that's why I gave you that scenario on what an experience could be. And I also have a podcast episode that is completely detailing and listing experiences down from culinary experiences, bartender, mixology experiences. Guys, there are so many experiences that you can provide. But because I was having a consultation with this young lady, it was just the first thing on my head. So... You're able to create something like that. Mind you, not one time have I said application fee, lease agreement. Not one time have I said renter's insurance. Now, of course, you want to have insurance for your business if you're doing things like this. But it is another way to jump into Airbnb and not the traditional way. Now, you will have to have time for this. Airbnb experiences requires you to have time. If you're not going to be the one hosting because you can always pay someone to host these experiences for you, you can pay a, if you have an empty unit, you can begin to have yoga meditation, guided meditation experiences, two hours, $45 a person. And you can pay a yoga instructor $50, $80 an hour if a room fits 10 people. Guys, you can surely pay them for like two hours. That's only like, that's less than $200 and you'll be making more than that. And all you did was rent it out the space. And you're still giving that instructor the ability to rent your space to give for her personal sessions and to network with the clients that you've connected her with. There are so many ways that you can do this experience thing. But the type of business owner you are, guys, that's on y'all. That's on y'all because I noticed this. I was talking to somebody and... And I hope she's listening because this is, as I am growing as a coach and as I'm growing as an an entrepreneur, you know, I just had a birthday. I'm growing more myself each day. I am more intrigued now than ever at the way people think, the thinking process, right? And so this amazing young lady reached out and got the Airbnb friendly list. Congrats to everyone that got that Airbnb friendly list. If you were someone looking for locations, you are not anymore. 
Um, we already got them mapped out for you. I, there's a no-brainer, right? But remember how we always talk about running our own race and doing what we have to do for our company. Your company's circumstances are not my company's circumstances. My company's circumstances are not your company's circumstances, right? Just like my divorce is not your circumstance. Maybe you were in a position where buying property allowed you to have a bill equity, sell it, and then you use that money for your Airbnb. Guess what, guys? I'm still happy for you too, but everyone's life is different, right? So this particular young lady said, hey, um, I contacted the place that I'm interested in. It, you know, I love this place. You post about it all the time. And I do. I post about this place all the time because I love it. And she said, but I want to sign up with my business. And they're telling me at this particular place, my business has to be at least five years old. So in my head, I'm just like, okay, okay. Now, mind you, I, this is not telling me how old your business actually is. This is not telling me anything about you. This is just you feeling like there's a problem. And again, what may be a problem for you is not a problem for everyone. My business personally is five years old. And even the companies that I've just now started that are less than five years old, I've added the right mix of business credit accounts on my portfolio so that the history begins to speak for itself in terms of the furnished report. When you're adding business accounts, when you're adding American Express accounts, when you're doing things like this to your Dun and Bradstreet profile, it is also reflecting positively. Yes, you do need five payment experiences to generate a paydex score, guys, but if you're furnishing your report correctly, the results will show. Same with your personal credit. You know that, right, guys? You know, everyone has a different circumstance with their personal. So at this point, I'm still in the dark because I don't know how old the business is. And five years doesn't sound like a problem to me. I don't understand. And then in my head, I know for a fact that this apartment complex also allows you to sign under your personal name and still Airbnb as well. So my next thought process, right, as an analytical Pisces is, okay, well, if the five years are problem, why don't you just sign your name? If you know that they're going to allow you to Airbnb, they tell you they're going to allow you to Airbnb. It's a desirable location. You can charge the amount you want. It's very profitable. Then why wouldn't you sign your name? Now, I do have a consultation plan with this lady again. And I, at, the, at the time, I'm going to ask these. I'm going to ask, what is your problem? And help me understand it because my job as a coach, a mentor, a profit strategist is to find a way around that issue for you or to present a strategy that works for your particular situation. So guys, it's important for us to know our particular situations. It's important for us to know our zone of genius. It is important for us to know at least three ways that we can make $3,000 from property that we've signed lease agreements on. There's so many things that is up to us to know. And it is my job to make sure I'm bringing it to you. But I also want you guys to know what you're doing this for too. Because you're not doing this for me. You're doing this for you and would like my help. So let me, help me help you. And know what it is you want from this business. Know how much money you want to make. Know how much. If someone asks you, what is your starting budget? You should never ask that person, what should it be? 
When someone asks you, what is your starting budget? When you go into tour an apartment complex and they ask you, how much money do you have to pay per month? You don't ask them, what should you have? That's a red flag. Because if you don't know how much these are, where, what money do you have coming in and where is it coming from? A budget is something you should know based off of what you already have. What you already have can be your savings, your current nine to five, your business credit. It can be whatever. But you absolutely need to know that and have that written down because your circumstances are not my circumstances. So you need to know how much you can afford going into it or how much you can't. And that will actually help us determine your location, your start. It's possible that if someone is not in the position where their business is old enough to sign a lease or they don't have the the business credit they need and their personal credit is not where it needs to be, guys, then we also have to take account of the fact that entrepreneurship is a mental journey as well. And no way, shape or form. Yes, as entrepreneurs, we take risks. But entrepreneurs are also leaders and it is our job to gain some responsibility and clarity for our own self. So if you are a business owner that is in a bind, maybe you can't use your personal and you also can't use your business, then you need to find out what you can use and utilize that all while you're building yourself up to the point where you can use what you should have been able to use all along. And of course, if you need help getting there, go ahead and use the link in this episode's description to connect with me directly. Let's talk. Join the Facebook group if you want to. Whatever you need, I am here for for you. I know that this episode has been helpful, but I especially want to reach out and speak to those that just need a resource. If you need a mentor, guys, if you need a coach, get what you need. My link is in the episode's description. If you're someone that's been feeling overwhelmed, if you're someone that's been feeling not goal-oriented, maybe you're someone that has accomplished goals all your life and for some reason you just can't get a handle on this, it could be that you just need a plan. If you're a business owner without a business plan, then you at the very least need to have a mentor. Guys, I am scared of you. If you are a business owner without a plan or a mentor or a coaching group or something, I am scared of you. Because that, who are you doing this for then? Okay, you started the business. Where did you learn to be efficient, effective? Where did you learn what your guests will want? If you've started a business, I didn't say if you've been in business for years and you don't have a coach or a mentor, because there are some people that have had coaches and mentors along the way. I'm talking about if you just started a business and you have not gotten a coach or a mentor, not a course, not an ebook. I'm talking about someone that you can bounce and balance ideas off of, get sound advice and be able to avoid costly mistakes. If you don't have that, I am scared of you, but I know where you can get one. (laughs) The link is in this episode's description. I look so forward to talking with you all in the next episode. 
please, if you are a member of the Airbnb with D Facebook group, drop in the group and let me know some episodes that you would like to hear. If you are new to Airbnb with D, I thank you. Thank you. Please let me know that you're new and here and I have a special gift for you. If you go under any post you choose and drop some green hearts, I will DM a special gift to ensure that you are profitable in this Airbnb industry. Thank you so much for your support. Remember guys, green hearts for your special surprise. I will talk to you in the next episode.